0: Matthew 24, verse 15. I'll just read some scripture down to verse 22, and then we'll start our study. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth let him understand. Now That ought to tell you where we are in prophecy. That's right in the middle of the tribulation period. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. And as soon as that happens, and I bet that the news of that event, of the Antichrist standing up in the temple, desecrating the temple, and declaring himself to be God, and demanding worship, when that happens, news is going to spread like wildfire all throughout you know, the city of Jerusalem. And then he says, when you hear of that happening, if you're in Judea, flee, run to the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. My, stay up on top. You don't even have time to come down and get in the house and grab your cell phone. Just stay on top of the house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And Woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Jesus is saying it's going to be a sorrowful time for pregnant women who are not able to flee. And much uh, more than that, wherever they are, they're stuck there without the care that they need for their, for their uh, infant in their womb. So, for the baby in the womb. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, not the church, not Calvin's elect of Ephesians chapter 1, that's the nation of Israel, the elect, Long before the church ever started, Israel was called God's elect in Isaiah 45 verse 4 and Isaiah 65 verse 9 and 22. The context is clearly Israel is talking about the remnant of Israel that will be saved in the tribulation period. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. What days? The days of the tribulation. So... The tribulation period will be a time of trouble unique in the history of the world. That is, nothing like this has ever happened in the past. And nothing like this will ever happen again. It's a one-time, seven-year period that is completely unique. Now, what is it that makes it different? And how can we describe it? Well, we have to study the Bible. And let's study how the Bible describes this period. Okay, So in verse 21, Jesus said, For then shall be. In other words, it's a future period. For then shall be great tribulation. So my first point tonight is this. It's a period of time. He said, then shall be, somewhere out in the future. And he says that the days would have to be shortened in verse 22. if they weren't shortened, then no one would survive. So it's a period of time. Now, it's a unique period of time. We've had a lot of trouble in this world, right? We've had trouble sometimes. I can think... Most recently, of COVID and the trouble that that caused all over the world, and the trouble that we that we had from government leaders uh, treating us uh, like we are, you know, underneath their their ironclad rule, and government leaders uh, acting more like tyrants than uh, leaders of a democracy, which of course we're a republic, but. That's pretty troublesome. Can you think of any other events in this world that you would consider to be troublesome times? Any other events? Only been 400 years without a war. Four years. Yeah, oh, there you go. The yes, that's so true. Been lots of wars. There's been more wars ever since the UN was established <laughs> than there were before it. Yeah. So wars, absolutely. Troublesome times over in Ukraine and Russia. What else? The LGBT agenda and the trafficking. Yeah, human trafficking, which is is a worldwide uh, deal there. And uh, the whole uh, LGBT mess, the increasing perversion in these last days. Of, of uh, little boys pretending to be girls, little girls pretending to be boys in school. This is a, it's a tragedy. Um, Grown ups around them promoting it, encouraging it, that's a tragedy. Uh, what like else? In the last three or four years, corruption's all come out. It's all been publicized now. Yeah, right. Every day, you read something different. Yep. The main thing is, they, they all these TV, TVs will tell you about what the problem is, mm-hmm. and they don't give you the root problem. We have turned our back on Jesus Christ and God. Mm-hmm. God has turned, he said, hey, I'm joking. You don't want me to find my Yeah. Like the school system, like, like the government. hmm They turned their back on. Yeah. Which has helped. now they have, uh, sometimes have Muslims opening up in prayer yeah. and, uh, a lot of Americans in this in this country believe in karma now, and uh, they're following, you know, they believe that uh, yoga is good, it's a good religious practice, and so on. This country is certainly changing, turning away from the Bible. And this movie, Sound of Freedom, woke up a lot of people, not it? Yeah. Still waking up a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I would think of uh, the wars, big big time, uh, troublesome events, World War Two, World War I, um, uh, human trafficking, absolutely. What about, uh, what about influenza? You know, that well, was, that was awful. Well, we, we have never seen anything like that in our time. Influenza, what else? What else might there be? What about slavery? You know, slavery is uh, still going on around the world in other countries, but um, we had a civil war in our own country. Um, so, some people would say, you see, there's all these wars, and there are these earthquakes. Um, what was the tsunami? It was a Christmas Day tsunami. I remember reading about that. That was awful. Uh, that's a troublesome time. Um, I think, was it Pompeii that was destroyed by a volcano? We, we've had major catastrophes. Somebody, some crazy uh, suicidal suicidal terrorist. Uh, group, network of men filled with the devil flew airplanes into our, you know, into our our buildings. Yeah. So there are people who would say, you see, we are living through these times that Jesus described right now. That's my point. Now um, those things are troublesome, and in fact, Jesus said, "In this world, ye shall have tribulation." He said that John sixteen verse thirty three. He was talking to his disciples. When he said ye, plural, he was talking to his followers. And he said, you will have tribulation. Now, he said tribulation, Aaron, it just means trouble, persecution. It doesn't always mean this seven year period. When we're talking about the seven year tribulation, it says the great tribulation or the time of Jacob's trouble and so on. But Jesus said, you will have tribulation all throughout the, the church age. He promised it. For example, in West Africa, right now, the, that region has seen 1,800 terrorist attacks during the first half of this year. And you don't hear a thing about it on the news. That's why I'm telling you about it tonight. The violence has led to 4,600 deaths in the first half of this year. million people displaced. So the refugees. Uh, Here's a man, he's a, a Gambian diplomat. He reported the figures to the United Nations recently, to their Security Council. International Christian Concern commented on how the attacks affect the church. They say, quote, Islamic extremists aim to establish... A caliphate, a Muslim government, and enforce extreme Sharia law in whatever areas they conquer. If the quest for a global jihad continues, Christians are especially vulnerable and singled out as infidels. One of these days in this country, they will make a move to to revolt and to try to take over this country. If you don't know that, you need to get your head out of the sand and read some history. And read the Quran for yourself. Anybody who's actually following that book, they are not peaceful. Um, That's uh, persecution today. Here's some examples of this persecution or tribulation that Jesus predicted uh, in our past. The earliest separatist believers in church history. So if, if if you look at... From the cross. Um, about a hundred and fifty years after the church started. You know, you have the you have the cross and you have Pentecost, of course, right? The Holy Spirit was poured out on Pentecost. I'll just put a P there. About 150 A.D., you had a group that showed up uh that took a stand, and they're called Montanists. And they were Strong believers who believed in holiness. And they saw the corruption already happening in the Christian church. And to them, the word Christian meant nothing. Because these Christians, who were so well known in the empire of Rome, uh, they were worldly. And, and, and so these, these people separated. Because the Bible commands us to separate from apostasy. Uh, separate from brethren who are walking disorderly. And they started just to call themselves by their leader. So they were called Montanists. You had uh, Separatist believers such as uh, the Donatists, the Novatians, the Paulicians, who were persecuted um, by the Catholic Church and the Roman government. Um, They only had to contend with the Catholic Church. But as you get up more towards recent history, you have the Anabaptists, right? Right? We know them today as the Amish and the Mennonites and the Hutterites and and so on. They were persecuted not only by the Catholic Church, but they were persecuted by the Reformed Church, the Protestant Churches, those who began during the Reformation period right around the uh, 1500s A.D. They were persecuted um, by the Catholic Church. Now these are our Baptist ancestors. Long before we were ever called Baptists, people just like me and you were called Montanists, Donatists, Paulicians, and so on, and Anabaptists. And we have always been separatists, separating from a corrupt mainline denomination type of a structure, and we have always been persecuted. So the hatred of the Anabaptist practice of rebaptizing adult converts so infuriated the Catholic King Ferdinand that he decreed. That the third baptism, that's a quotation, which meant drowning, was the best remedy to get rid of those people because they rejected their infant baptism as unscriptural. They're Baptists. But they weren't called Baptists. But that makes you a Baptist. If you believe in believers, Baptism, by immersion, after making a profession of faith, that makes you a Baptist. you know, Whether you take that name or not. So However, although many believers were martyred in this fashion of being drowned, others were imprisoned, tortured, beheaded, burned, and other gruesome forms of torture that couldn't be mentioned in a meeting like this. They were attempting to force recants. They want them to recant. Change your mind. Um, uh, Just disavow what you used to believe and turn away from it. So that was persecution by the Catholics. Here's persecution by the Protestants. While appreciating the truths you know, of men such as Martin Luther and John Calvin and those who made a bold stand, John Knox in Scotland, we appreciate those. Still, they persecuted Baptists. Um, they made Anabaptists their enemies. And also, uh, just like they were the enemies of Rome, they were persecuted. So the churches of the Reformation persecuted these Anabaptists as vigorously as did the Catholic Church, the three most well-known of the Reformers, Zwingli, Martin Luther, and John Calvin. All three of these Protestants gave their voices against the Baptists, even unto death. In Zwingli's town of Zurich, the council had decreed there, he who immerses shall be immersed. In other words, if you do what we did with Everett, out at the, out at the Fork Run Lake, if you lived in this time... I would be rounded up and drowned or tied to a stake and burned to death for doing it. Um, so they said, immerse them. If they want to baptize, baptize them, meaning drown them. Three Baptists, Felix Monts, Jacob Falk, and Henry Ryman, were put to death by drowning. They were delivered to the executioner, who bound their hands, placed them in a boat, and threw them into the water. Jesus said, you shall suffer tribulation. You shall be persecuted for my name's sake and for following me. But that's past, okay? The tribulation is a future time period. Jesus said, "For then shall be great tribulation, and except those days shall be shortened." He spoke of it as being future from his time. All right? I'll give you a few examples there. The second thing that makes the tribulation period unique is it will be worldwide, not localized. Not in Switzerland, not in Germany, not in Scotland, not in England, not in Rome, worldwide. So look at Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. Jesus, now speaking to the churches, He describes this coming tribulation as affecting the entire planet. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. So you have the, the monetists and all of these separatist believers, true Bible-believing Baptist believers, long before they were called Baptists. Uh, that's a great heritage for us to be a part of, by the way. And we should be glad to be called Baptist. We have a great heritage, great line of faithful men and women who sealed their faith, their testimony with their blood. And uh, what we're looking at now is we're looking at an event that happens at the end of the tribulation period. So the rapture, as you, as you know, uh, marks the end of the church age, which is roughly 2,000 years. Then we're going to talk about this tribulation period, and I'm going to kind of expand it on the, on the timeline. So let's, let's make it last about that long. So right in there is seven years. So it's future... And it's worldwide, the events that are described here. So look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Jesus saying, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. So those who are saved in the church age are not going to go into this hour of temptation. Again, it's spoken of as being a, a period of time. But what shall come upon all the world, Do you see it? To try them that dwell upon the earth. So it's, it's described here in this verse, and it's described in great detail in Revelation 6 through 19. And it is not localized. So anything that we might think of in history as being uh, troublesome, you know, in the United States, around the world... Um, in West Africa or in China uh, or, you know, the the events of persecution in different countries at different times. Those things won't qualify because this is something that's worldwide. Now, we haven't seen anything like that. Not even with World War II because that didn't touch every area of this world, mostly dealing with with, uh, us in the West. So... uh, The troubles in this world today cannot be compared with the terror that will overtake the planet in the future. And so, if you wanted to read Revelation 6 through 19, you would read all about the details. So not only is it future, not only is it worldwide, but thirdly, and lastly, it's unique because of the way that men will act during the tribulation period. Look at chapter 6, chapter 6 and verse 16. Men act differently during this time. Uh, Verse 16. says there. And said to the mountains. Let's just go up to verse 14. And the heaven departed as a scroll. When it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. A great shaking of the earth. And the kings of the earth. And the great men. Now these are. These are not uh, the peasants. These are well-to-do men, most powerful men in the world, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, all right, down to the bottom of the of the totem pole, and every free man. Hid themselves, every man hid themselves in the dens. They are getting into the bomb shelters. They're sheltering in place. And in the rocks of the mountains. And said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Do you see the way that men act during this period? I'll kind of flesh that out in a second, but I want you also to notice that if you have a note that says that this is uh, happening during the beginning of the tribulation period, that's entirely wrong. So, study Bibles are helpful, but the notes in study Bibles are not inspired. This is happening at the end of the tribulation period. Um, It's clear because the Lord is coming back, and they see him. Every eye shall see him when he returns, and they're afraid of the one who is coming in great power and glory Uh, which is called the Lamb here. It's Jesus Christ, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. And notice that uh, these men, normally, they would be planning for the future, right? That's what men are doing today, even through all the troubled times. They're still looking at their stocks. They're still looking at their options. They're still investing. They want to know what's going to be my return on this and what's going to be my return on that. Men are still buying houses. Even with the high costs and inflation in our country right now, people are still buying houses. They're still looking at new cars, even though they cost fifty and $60,000. Even though the government's taking like, what, like 59 cents of every gallon of gas. They're taking it for taxes, for state and, and uh, national taxes, or federal taxes. But, you know, we're still planning for the future. People still have five-year plans, ten-year plans. They have since the beginning. But during this time, men act differently. They actually believe that the world is going to end. And they're going to be judged. They're, 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 they think, that's it. It's curtains. Lights out. We're done. Now, men uh, have talked about... The end of the world and warned about it, and they call them fear mongers. But scientists have done this, um, educators have done this, religious teachers have done this, warned people that the end of the world is coming. You know, everybody likes to make fun of the preacher who's out on the street holding a sign saying the end is near and, and all of that. And while we might have had people warning about that, at this time, the top dogs, the, the head honchos, the big cheese, they will believe the world is coming to an end. This is Armageddon that we've heard about. So that's different. And that does not describe anything that's happened in the past or is happening currently. Men believe that because judgment is coming, uh, it would be better just to die. Yep. Yep. And they want to they want to commit suicide. They want the mountains to fall on them. But if you read the book of Revelation, you find out that they want to die, but they can't die. So they're suicidal. Um, they're definitely not making plans for the future. So that's different. So it's unique because of the way that men act during this time period. So during this tribulation period, as we've said, you have the three and a half years of peace and prosperity. You finally have like the fulfillment of the ecumenical church that the National Council of Churches and the World Council of Christian Churches is trying to accomplish now. And that will actually be fulfilled, but the Antichrist will bring it to pass. and, And he will set himself up as a high religious leader halfway through it. So there you have the Antichrist uh, showing who he truly is, all his wickedness, uh, at the halfway mark. And when that happens, then there's that great persecution that Jesus talks about. And then at the end of this thing, at the end of the three and a half years, the second advent, when Jesus comes back, men at that point will give up all hope. For three and a half years, it'll be terror Worldwide terror, evil supernatural beasts inflicting people with pain. Yes. Yeah. And that's when the Jews flee from there. Mm-hmm. That's going to be that remnant that's going to win go to the South. Yeah. They're going to flee, they say to Jordan. Why would they go to Jordan? Yeah. Why, why is it there? I that apart, that, yeah, I I don't know, and we do know that that Jesus gave the Jews warning, yeah. and and they will be reading this. I believe during this time, the hundred forty four thousand will be preaching it, and they'll say Jesus said, "When this happens, run." Yeah, supposedly, which is is not you know we're not sure, but it's but most people still. Hold on to that. Maybe we should say that before we're done. Jordan Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And um, I honestly don't know that one. Um, but they will be running. And, and they're the only ones that have, have been given the warning. That's an amazing thing to think about, too. The rest of the people in the world won't know unless they have been reading the Bible. Um, they won't know that... You need to flee when this happens, because that's when it all comes unhinged. But it's, it's talking locally about Jerusalem there, but I imagine all around the world. Um, you could mark it from that as well. So this time here would be terror, worldwide terror, men wanting to die, they can't die. And um, at the very end, when they see Jesus Christ coming back, they're hiding. So they realize that it's over. So that's what makes this period unique, just to review Tribulation period is a future period of time from Jesus' own words. We don't have to doubt that or wonder about that. It's clear. It's future. Um, But we could say, yeah, it's future. It's happened within the last 2,000 years. No, it's ruled out because it's a worldwide judgment. And we have not seen worldwide. Um, Not yet. And men will believe that the world has come to an end. Like top men. Uh, People like um you know the who who are these rich tycoons that are running the world i forget their names right now rosenthals and gates and yeah um who's the guy with the tesla cars elon. elon musk they will they will they will have no more plans we're not putting rockets up into the space we're not doing any of that it's over it's over so schwab there you go warren buffett yeah so uh and then men will believe it's come to an end they'll be suicidal so are there any, any questions, any thoughts? Because we're done. I'm not going to drag it on. Um, any thoughts about that? Or is, Yeah, there you go. That's a good thing to reiterate. Yeah. Marvin Rosenthal taught that we go like 22 weeks and uh, we get taken out pre-wrath and uh, that doesn't work. I've, I've covered that before. Um, somebody on YouTube got on there and started just lambasting me, saying, "No, we're going halfway through, and and no, uh, no, nope, won't, won't do." That mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, anything else? A lot of things happening we in Yeah. Absolutely. Our, our American dollar looks like it's going uh, to fall here shortly. Yeah. And these are. I mean, Jesus said you will have tribulation in the world. So we can't just be like, oh, you know, the glasses half full. And No, we have to take a realistic look at this thing. An honest look. These last days are troublesome times. Protect your family, protect your loved ones, and be busy being a witness for Jesus Christ. And get to know this book. Get to know this book because I'll tell you this, you you're not going to learn these things. You're not going to see these things unless you really spend time in this book. And um, the Lord help us. Lord help us to do that. The closer we get to this book, the closer we get to Jesus Christ. Fact. That's the truth. So anything else? That's why I'm here on Wednesday night. Yeah. You can bring it out better if I read it. I don't get half of what bring out. Well, I, I got a lot of help too. I, I've had a lot of help, so I can't. Take, uh, you know, credit for, yep, but that's right. And the Lord does give teachers to the church. Anything else? All right, let's pray. Our God and Father, Lord, um, you know my intention tonight is not to scare anyone here. And I'm so glad, Lord, that we are not appointed unto wrath. And that this is a time, a future time of wrath and judgment upon this world. Lord, I, th- I think if anything, it should just tell us, the, knowing, knowing what, what's coming, what kind of people should we be in this current day. And uh, we should be living for, for Jesus. We should be uh, faithfully witnessing. And, and like our sign says out there, Jesus is coming back and we ought to live like it. Lord, I pray that you'd help us. Pray for uh, sanctifying grace, Lord. Um, and Lord, again, we just thank you so much tonight for this time together. We thank you for giving us your word. Lord, you've given us a lot of good teachers, English-speaking teachers. We have the word of God in the in the King James Bible. And we have so much to be thankful for. There's people around this world, Christians, who, who don't know these things. And uh, it's just because they, they don't have the kind of teaching that we've had in their own heart language. Lord, it doesn't make us any better. It just means that we've been given much, and much will be required of us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.